hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Phenomenal Disabilities with Tree Low. How are you doing today, everyone? Today, we're going to be talking to our, our guest, who's part of the LGBT community, who also has uh, neurodivergent disabilities as well. And they'll be able to talk to you a lot about their lives, uh, exploring the world as they are authentically. So, guest, introduce yourself. I'm Jay Jothi Sliney. I go by Jay generally. Um, yeah, non-binary person. You see them pronouns. And I live with PTSD, ADHD <laughs> for most of my life. Um, yeah, that is like what I navigate with. Uh, activism, I do a lot of like sexual health studies for LGBT community. I do a lot of um, I do a lot of like unhoused work resources finding, resources giving. And other than that, I'm also I also do like certain things in the legal route that I'm not super privy to talking about. But yeah, I I try to stand up for uh, rights in general <laughs> and, and why is that why do you what why did you become an advocate i honestly because life is really life is really difficult and i think a lot of people go through life viewing life only through their own eyes mm-hmm. and so given what we have i feel like I feel a lot of responsibility towards making the future a better place for other people like me. I want, I think progress is really, really slow. (laughs) And so like, if I can do anything to just, I mean, not even speed it up, but just like keep it in the right direction. I think that hopefully I'll have a better future. Right, 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 right. Now, can you kind of, Tell the audience a bit more about your disabilities. Um, um, you know how you, uh, the challenges that you navigated you know, throughout your childhood and adulthood. You know, so they can kind of get an idea of who you are. Yeah. So, like, um, ADHD definitely it's a learning disability. So I had a lot of issue with like math, organizing. I lose things a lot. <laughs> um. I remember when I was a kid, I used to, like, just lose my backpack around campus. Um, And uh, PTSD, I have a lot of, like, one, it's a lot of triggers. It's a lot of emotional repression. I have a lot of memory loss. I have a lot of memory loss and a lot of... um, And what what was that? What is it from? Do you you, have you discover why you have never lost yeah so um i have a lot of different like i have some complex ptsd which is like just from childhood and childhood trauma um from like my familial situation and then going forward i ended up in like an abusive relationship for a tiny bit and that affected it and kind of opened up a lot of my other trauma (laughs) and then i got I was sexually assaulted and I was like, I'm gonna use the word kidnapping on paper. 
And like, as far as police reports go, that might not be <laughs> what is listed, but um, yeah. So I think from that event, it just, I repressed a lot of memories and not, you know, people think that like maybe the traumatic event is the only thing that you repress, but it goes a lot further than that. So any, a lot of, you know, interactions that I have with people now, if they're really uncomfortable, like, again, I had a part of the lawsuit I'm in is a workplace harassment case. A lot of the harassment I experienced, I repressed in literally under under a minute. I could repress the whole memory and I just have no recollection. And then sort of it, it'll come back to you, but only when you're in a safe space. So after I was fired, a lot of the memories from the harassment came back <laughs> and so I was like able to process them but you know being in a safe place doesn't mean you feel great so Ani I, I know that uh, you and I both have similar um, backgrounds you know with PTSD and ADHD and I know it's very uh, tr- uh, it could be trying and tricky at times navigating with them um, but you do the best you can you know I, I know for myself, I see a therapist and, um, you know, I've learned how to navigate a lot of it, but, you know, I say there's times where I still have my flashback, you know, and be honest with you. Um, what do you do? Are you seeing a therapist or seeing someone a professional that's guiding you through this and, and has it in some way um, uh, improved your uh yeah, I um, I see therapists. I've seen therapists since I was young, young, initially for ADHD and um, sort of off and on through childhood. And then once I was in high school, ended up on like a more consistent therapy process. I do a lot of, um, oh, I don't know if this is the right t- term, but EMDR, like um, I do a lot of more scientifically backed practices for processing PTSD and um, kind of learning to process emotion because I go into this um, freeze state and I have trouble just experiencing emotion in general so So my body won't let me feel things (laughs) basically is basically it sounds like selective mutism like I have the same thing yeah yeah where you can you cannot speak and you cannot formulate a sentence and it's just you clam up and you know this uh it's a it's a it's a constant people don't don't understand that adults go through it and it's not just a, a, a you know some a condition that children have and you know honestly I, you know I recently discovered this myself going oh this is what's been going on now I know how to navigate with my you know when I'm going through this moment I tell my brain oh, I'm just going through this moment just ride through it yeah uh, and do you do the same thing as well um definitely sort of just writing through things I write things down a lot to just even be able to formulate thoughts um do you yeah. write, write meaning like do you write poetry or, or write uh journaling poetry? mostly journaling mostly I do write poetry I do add things to music but most of the time if I'm in a traumatic state I think 
as far as where it goes towards my art it's more like little little fragments of phrases that i feel like are really resonating with me and then i'll put them yeah in a song and what's one of your your phrases that you normally use oh oh goodness i don't really have one that i normally use um one that gets you by every day you know uh Probably like things like I'm I'm not who other people think I am like um and like I'm not in control of other people's perceptions of me and I have to let like let it go. Um and then also sort of just like the basic of like you're loved, people love you. You're, you know, you're beautiful you're worthy of love sort of the basic stuff like that a lot of a lot of affirmations a lot yeah. of yes yeah yeah i always believe that uh affirmations are the are the are the most uh important uh helping us get by each day you know i mean it's it, it's not even just anyone who has a disability but just anyone in general and a lot of people seem to forget to how to you know to to utilize the affirmations every day just at the uh um um, you know, feel better, help others feel better, you know, feel good in life, you know, um, and so many people get caught up in their, you know, in their universal brain, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, as, instead of just going, you know, here it is. Maybe say the affirmation, boom. It, it's, I find that when you, when you say an affirmation and you go out in the world, and you look at things a lot differently. You look at everyone a lot differently. You you approach people a lot different, more joyfully. You know. Um, yeah, I, you know. I also want to segue back to um, you know when we're discussing about your disability. Um, you know, in regards to like, how did your family learn to navigate with all your disabilities growing up, and has is it still to this day an issue, uh, or and or. Um, you know, how they learn to make peace with it. Yeah, I uh, I was talking with my partner about this yesterday. It's a really mixed bag. <laughs> so for, and not even like for disability, I, well, partially for disability. My mother also has um, some complex disabilities that she has chosen not to totally disclose. So there was... Um, like I no longer have contact with my mother just because she wasn't able to accept me as a non-binary person, as a gay person. She just couldn't, yeah, she wasn't able to do that. She wasn't able to accept like my trauma and how that has affected me. There was like, there was one time, basically like the one time that sort of set it off was she had said like, well, you don't have proof of your sexual assault so how do you know it it happened and I was like whoa um and so like that was pretty much the end of my relationship with her but then on the flip side my dad who ended up you know when I was a kid he wasn't great with my trauma at all and he had a really hard time accepting that I was depressed um and I feel like that has changed a lot he has been able to say like I I 
not to say I don't care, but I kind of don't care. I don't care um, about your gender orientation or your sexuality. Like you're still my child. I'm going to work with you. And he's grown a lot as far as like handling triggers, handling a lot of the ADHD chaos that I bring to the table. And my little sister is also the same way. And so I think that has, he's grown to accept that like, okay, these are the children I have. I want to keep them in my life. Right. And same with my grandma too. She's extremely conservative Christian. Um, and I remember like I went to see her or she came to see us for my sister's graduation. And she was like asking my sister, like, what is this? What is this gender thing JS talking about? And she was like, oh, okay, I'll just, I'll just like call them by their name and try and like avoid the pronouns for now until I like get it. And yeah, you know, she's like a little old India lady. I know that she never expected anything like this. She didn't even know what it was. So people will adapt. People who are worthy of your love will adapt to how you want to be treated. You know, it's it's yeah, it's interesting. You know, how you say that. It's just, uh, you know, how many people will and won't, and and it's just the slow process that people are still, you know, uh, adjusting to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I I I you know I I feel everything what you're I feel every ounce of what you're you're stating because I I've gone through this, you know pretty much, you know, uh, the same, um, you know, in some ways, you know, uh, you know, it's funny, I, I, I wanted to ask you in regards to, like, uh, you know, it's funny, like, recessions of good experiences can, can be, like, a strength of a person's character, um, what experiences did lead you to where you are at today? Um, ooh, there's a lot of different ones. Um, I think, I think one, meeting a lot of other people like me, definitely, um, meeting a lot of non-binary people gave me the sort of confidence to come out, confidence in my own identity, and then with, as far as, like, disability, um, especially with ADHD, like, seeing a lot of other really strong, educated people with ADHD. My dad is undiagnosed, technically, but he pushed himself through college like he's a regardless of you know how you support the military like he became a lieutenant colonel he pushed himself through law school he got a degree in meteorology and especially I'm not good at science (laughs) at all and so like for me I was like okay my brain doesn't lead towards a lot of these things it's not I'm not somebody who feels like they can get an education and even with like you Trilanda like or Tree um yeah I you're somebody who really inspires me in that way I'm like okay well you know I might not be might not be great at all of these things but it's about determination it's about what you want it's okay to fail it's okay to like fail a class take it again <laughs> um and and similar with PTSD as well is, is seeing a lot of other people who I really respect getting through that and 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Would you mind repeating that? I'm like super distracted. No, that, that's okay. That's, that's okay. Um, it was just basically like a what 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 experience led you to where you are today? Uh, to today, oh. you know, like uh, in regards to, um, you know, um, you know, what's what's strength what who and like who helped to strengthen you as you are you know on the you it was all self-learned was it like, <laughs> community of people like community people that was pretty much the nutshell was the question yeah it's definitely yeah it's definitely the community yeah. <laughs> and then also like um yeah I felt I felt a lot of anger I'm like especially like as a kid I, I was really angry and so I think going through the really bad experiences that I did, the anger motivated me and I had some therapists and doctors who were saying like, look, it is okay to be angry because what happened to you was wrong. Um, and how people have treated you is wrong. It's, that's a, that's a valid emotion. Yeah. Um, but it's about are you gonna use one you either need to kind of make peace with it which i mean not either you should make peace with it but part of the way you can make peace with it is put that towards something so for me a lot of my frustration with um how lgbt people are treated especially ptsd people um like particularly like with the uh workers comp stuff i'm doing um the way I was treated, the way my PTSD was met, it made me angry. And I think, not to get super biblical, but when I was growing up, they talked about this like uh, righteous anger versus just like negative anger or like yeah, seeking right. anger. And right. I feel like, yeah, that's it's a gift in, in a lot of ways. It might not feel like that, but having a righteous anger towards justice is important it can be used right 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 you know it's funny you know i i i I look at all this and i i think about how you know with disabilities you know with our emotions how we react or you know we're going through those emotions and those triggers or when people are pushing us to the brinks of when we're not feeling our you know that not feeling them or the moment of what they're trying to imposing I call it the imposing their will on you or you know or trying to dominate I've I believe me I had those experiences before where I you know I you know you just mentally shut down or you become you snap and I found that people at times will just look at you like uh well what's wrong with you uh you know I've gotten the uh oh she's just the angry black woman you know type of you know thing and I'm like look just because I'm part of the big pod community I'm part of the LGBT um, or disability and disabled community it doesn't matter what community I'm with I'm still just like you I still have feelings I still upset just as, just as much as you and I'm pretty sure you go to just the same as those moments yourself can you kind of share with the world that yeah especially with the recent workplace stuff um i 
had a lot of times where I was, I would just like freeze and cry at work. Um, there was like a meeting that we had where it was like an annual meeting, everybody was there. And I just started crying in the middle of the meeting because I wasn't being treated properly. And the founder was talking about like, if we're doing something wrong, tell us, we want you to feel like a family. And I didn't, I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel like I was in a family. I didn't feel like I was being appreciated. I felt targeted. And I think like, oh, and then, you know, of course, when they fired me, they're like, oh, you're, you're emotionally unstable. Well, yeah, people are going to be emotionally unstable when they're abused. That's, that's the result, you know, um, and people like to spit back a natural reaction and people like to spit back things they don't understand. You know, a lot of times my memory issues with PTSD, people said stuff like, oh, she, you know, and misgendering me too. Like, they must be really dumb. Like, they must be really stupid if they still don't remember that I did this. Um, different things like that. People don't want to understand and they'll they'll be ignorant. Same for, same for racial stuff. Like, I haven't had a ton of experience um, in the workplace with that, but even then, like, people had said certain things to me and I'm been offended about how I I met them with anger towards um, my marginalized group like um like being Indian I've said stuff like are you really like are you really explaining Indian culture to me an Indian person um I've also had like somebody say somebody laughed in my face one time and said that ADHD wasn't a disability and I like I said Basically, I said, you should say that to my doctor's note. And then someone came back to me and was like, you shouldn't say that. It's really rude. Yeah, well, it's also really rude to laugh at somebody when they disclose their disability. Mm -hmm. Um, People want to police how we react to things and police normal reactions. And I don't think it's acceptable personally. It's like tone police thing. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. They I, need to grow up. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I just I find that a lot of people tend to recall they they want to. As soon as you start disclosing about your disabilities, they they start judging you, and then and if you don't disclose, then they try to be nosy and, and, and or just create create a bunch of crap that's really not. You know, it's like look, you focus on your life focusing on everyone else who's got their own slew of stuff you know excess baggage going on you have your own excess baggage so I don't really think it's <laughs> but you know I mean the world is 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 the way it is as they are you know people do what they want or do what they will you know and they can't learn to just you know, yeah and also like even if I well People have undiagnosed disabilities. People have disabilities that they're not comfortable disclosing with you. If somebody does something that you don't understand, just meet them with kindness. I I understand that it's hard, (laughs) but there are a lot of things that you're not gonna understand about other people. You cannot change the way that they behave. 
meet them with kindness, try to meet them with understanding, move forward. There's a lot of people that I've interacted with that I don't super get along with. Um, There's a lot of, you know, even people with similar disabilities. Everybody experiences life in a different way. Meet them with where they're at. It's, it can be frustrating and you're entitled to those emotions, but just meet them where they're at, do what you can. That's what you need to worry about, not invalidating another person's existence. Right, 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 right. You know, I, 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 I wanted to talk more about um, a few of the questions. I think I have a lot more questions I wanted to talk to you about. Um, I'm going to ask you in regards to... Uh, did the negative impact of society help build your character to another level or create a backslide of, of other problems or you know, let the world think, know more about that for you? Yeah, I think both, right? Like, yeah, it did create a lot of issues for me, but it did really build my character. There's a lot of things that... Um, yeah, I think I think I am a lot stronger. I have been through a lot of abuse. Um, I think, in a lot of ways, you know, abuse. Right, like abuse pretty much creates PTSD. So I won't say that that hasn't affected me and my symptoms. Like it has, but at the same time, I'm a lot more compassionate. I'm very understanding. I'm able to. Like, my partner also has very complex PTSD and very similar severe symptoms. And I'm able to connect with him and understand his disability. And we've, you know, we've been together for three years. He's like the love of my life. Um, And I think that I couldn't have had that relationship if I hadn't experienced what I experienced. And likewise, you know, with other people as well, I'm, I'm able to understand people where they're at and that's not something everybody can do i i think like a lot of times it's really easy to say oh my god like you're you're blah 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 like you're this and just paint it as this you know one shade of red when really like it's it's a it's a painting exactly 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 exactly. um you know I, i i totally agree with what you're saying there it's just uh you know, it's just, uh, it's just it's it's amazing how like you you know you have someone that's supportive as your your significant other, um, and having support community, how they can keep you strong, but then at the same time while you're dealing with navigating with the challenges of you know um, around disabilities and and how it's making you stronger. Um, you know, it's, it's funny how much we can, I, you know, as, as you and I have a mutual friend, Kenneth, you know, it, 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 I mentioned to him how, like, uh, there's a project I was working on, and, and he was like, you know what, he says, he says, did you get angry to get stuff done? Well, I said, yeah. He says, yeah, anger gets shit done. I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah anger gets shit done. <laughs> it does. You know, you, you know, you start getting confident, strong, and start pushing yourself and start finding that that power, you know, and, and I find that when people in this segueing back to this is like with people that will piss you the, the hell off and you just like, you know what? 
I'm getting angry, I'm getting stuff done, and boom, and all of a sudden you get like charged, and you just, you all of a sudden forget about, you know, everything that you have going on, like your disability or anything like that, and I don't like, I'm like, I, I forget about any of that, and this like, I'm so gone, I'm so focused and driven, um, and I'm sure you do the same thing, am I correct? Coming back to affirmations too, I remember when I was a kid, especially with the ADHD. I was always like just painted as stupid and the I didn't even know what an affirmation was and it was always like prove people wrong. If they said this about you, prove them wrong. Prove them wrong. Prove them wrong. You could do these things. And that was yeah, that was the biggest motivation for getting through <laughs> all of school and like being successful in high school and stuff like that was prove people wrong. If somebody says that you can't do it or you're not a good fit, just just do it and if also if you fail like just keep keep doing stuff they might have been right about this one audition or something but that doesn't mean they're right about your whole career right 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 you know I I, I look at that and I, I think of like this as hard as you and I and so many people in the community work get where we're at we do the best we can to drive hard be successful be who we are and just be our authentic self um and it just amazes me you know I'm hearing your story and I hear some other people's stories you know how they are they're like no so what so what I'm in a wheelchair so what I can't so I'm low vision so what you know you know, uh, you know, I have ADHD or ADD or, or I have a schizophrenia or whatever. I'm still human. I'm still, I'm still driving on, you know, um, and, and that's the whole point and premise the, of the message that I'm, I, I push onto everyone each day. And so many of us in our community do the same thing. And I wonder how much of that, that you encourage others in the community yourself you know you know when they're listening to you or, or if you find someone who's feeling low about themselves or or they're having a tough time trying to find their authentic self within the community any of the communities um what do you tell them pretty much yeah pretty much that i mean <laughs> pretty much yeah get get angry about it who you are is amazing and beautiful and you're I don't like to minimize things by saying, oh yeah, what happened to you? It'll just make you stronger, it's a gift. Yeah, what happened to you and what you're experiencing is, it's hard. And it's good to acknowledge that. It's good to say that, yeah, like, I wish that this wasn't happening to you and it shouldn't have happened to you. However, you made it through those experiences you made it through people telling you that you couldn't do something or that you weren't worthy of of goodness of love of like what life has to offer and you're still here and that is proof enough that you can overcome the things that you've been given and that you can go even further Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you in regards to um, what are your your reflections 
from current life looking back from childhood that you want to share uh, with the world to follow? Um, okay, I'm gonna go with when one, I've been suicidal since I was seven. Like, I remember my earliest memory of suicidal ideation was a seven year old sitting in a cart. I was talking to my mom and I was like, you wouldn't care if I was alive. I wish I was dead. And my mom was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, you're seven. What's wrong with you? And, you know, like, that definitely, suicidal ideation has been a part of my life experience since I was alive. Um, and I remember, like, there was a specific moment where, like, my dad at the he was like saying, oh, you think you're depressed? You're not depressed. You just want attention. And I was like really ready. I was like so ready and I was 12. And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna overdose on this sleeping medication. I'm gonna do it. My sister came in and she was crying. And she was like, Jaya, I love you. I, I love you. You're, you're my big sister. And I was like, and I remember being like, holy crap, like, my life is really difficult. And I wish I could just like stop existing and stop experiencing everything that I'm experiencing. But that was the first instance where I was like, my sister is going to grow up and she's going to be experiencing these things too. And she's going to be with the same family. And it might not get easier for me, but I can start working towards a better life. I can start working towards um, not feeling like this. I can, you know, at the time it was, let me escape these circumstances. Um, like, let me get out of this, this living environment. And so I was lucky enough that my parents were financially able to put me through boarding school. So I applied for a boarding school um, that was in the area. Well, not in the area. It was like further in California. I got some scholarships. I applied really early and I used my sister potentially experiencing this and, and how the loss would affect her as a way to motivate myself to get a better life. Um, and frankly, like boarding school was great. I did great. Getting out of that environment was great for me. I still had depression for sure, but that also led to me going, okay, I'm out of that environment and I still feel this way sometimes. Why? And that led me to finding actual like decent. <laughs> I, I got put on a medication um, that I, you know, it worked for what it was worth um i definitely still have issues with suicidal ideation i still need to talk to my doctors and all of that stuff and i still have really severe ptsd but it i'm in a place where i even if i have those ideations i don't always want to be dead i have good moments like even if like where you are now and especially if where you are now is a shitty place use that to motivate you use that to find a better situation there are people who care about you and there are other people who are like you and 
when I was able to find more on my mental health and was able to say, I really need this. Um, it was a wake up call for my parents. When I was, I remember being in high school and like I had a, a school uh, counselor was able to help me talk to my parents about like, hey, I called the suicide hotline. I really don't want to be alive. And from there, my dad was able to, you know, I remember he came into my room and he was like, you were feeling that way. I'm, I'm sorry that you felt like you couldn't tell me. Um, and, you know, how he treats me, how he treated me back then totally changed. He, you know, nowadays, or even after I told him that, no, I really was depressed, he was able to say, I'm sorry. And I'm not to say that everybody's going to do that, you know, my mother wasn't able to give me that type of closure. But there are people in your life who, you know, if you stand up for yourself, if you talk about, no, this is how I'm feeling, people will understand and support you. Um, and also, like, you, God, like, you can make a better circumstance for yourself. You really can. And if you don't like where you are now, give it a few years. Work hard. Um, and it might be, like, fucking hell for a long time. But you'll slowly notice that the good things in your life, they start to happen more frequently. You start to have little moments of joy a lot more frequently. And life becomes a little more worth living. I you know I want to ask you another uh, question here in regards to oh gosh what was the most memorable moment in your life and and or and or both career oh in my career like something memorable that that was very motivational that was uplifting that that has inspired you in some degree it doesn't have to be you know something big be something so small I've had like a a couple moments where people have just told me like I've performed or I've gone and done something in a, a teaching setting like I've had a music teacher do this as well after um, a lesson but somebody well a couple people have come up to me and been like you have to pursue a, de- a degree in music like you have to go into music tell me you're doing this um, that is <laughs> to have somebody to tell you to like you have to go into a career that is generally not <laughs> not something that you know people that's not like that's not like the safe choice. <laughs> That's not the like, if somebody's like, mm, you really need to go into a career in, in accounting. Like you'd be like, wow, maybe I'm really good at math. Right. You know, things like that. Tell people when you see their ability to go into something in the future, because yeah, those definitely impacted, excuse me. Yeah, those impacted me. Those gave me the motivation to, actually pursue something that I really wanted to pursue and made me happy right 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 um I'm gonna I have another good question here for you in regards to like um 
and say, you know, like, what are the things that you do that, um, besides your activism and and work and so forth, what, what keeps you what keeps you excited, like, creatively? Do you are you into um, painting, art, uh, music, instruments? Um, tell the world that you know. Um, especially going through, I know for me with uh, you know dealing with uh, depression at times, I will turn on some music and dance. A lot of times it might be jazz, you know, I'll listen to some jazz, but I'll turn on some some house music or some techno music that will keep my blood pumping going. I'll work out, exercise, and I just wonder what you do in that process for yourself. Do you exercise? Are you involved in some type of uh, bicycle group or something what do you do yeah um for me a lot of times it is meeting other creatives um kenneth for instance i hang out with him a lot um that gives me a lot of motivation to pursue my art um yeah pretty much listening to music finding something really weird finding like a really weird sound and saying like, oh my God, like like Tibetan throat singing has such cool energy to it. I really wanna like see how I can put that into something that I'm making or yeah, a lot of times it's just like, dude, I'm gonna just, just force yourself to do it. Just force yourself to do something. Just, you know, if you're not writing or slump, just force yourself to do something. You don't have to be happy with it. You don't have to be happy with everything you make, but you have to keep making stuff. Sometimes you got to just throw darts at a target until you hit something close to the bullseye. Um, and it's okay. You don't have to love everything you do. Um, you know, I, um, I want to actually, uh, you know, say thank you for, you know, allowing the world to get to know you and really taking the time to sit down with me. I mean, just really just opening up about your life, um, your world. I mean, you came to me with such vulnerable information and it is such an honor to be able to sit with you and uh, know more about you as just you not just uh, based upon what our chats via you know email or text and stuff like that Um, and it's refreshing to be able to have people um, listen to your perspective and I really appreciate that you came on the show to do that, you know, and it takes such a, a very strong and amazing person just as yourself to be on our show. And I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for the work you do. Thank you. Thank you. All right, world. Well, um, this is a tree from Prelo from Phenomenal Disabilities. What I'm going to do is give you a couple numbers here. I normally, uh, I know sometimes my closing is on my last couple of uh, podcasts and uh, uh, other shows. I just normally give up a closeout of, of, of uh, 
affirmations. Um, but this one, what I want to do is give out a number of a local like suicide uh, service number that anyone needs help. Uh, you call 988 and it's a 24-hour hotline number. Um, and also, too, if you're a part of the LGBT community, uh, you're in California, there's a 877-360-LGBT. But, of course, there's also across the whole entire United States, there's numbers you can call uh, and get uh, your support and network of people that will actually help you and guide you through. And, and if you need any more resources and referrals, feel free to hit us up and we'll be glad to help you out. Until then, next time, this is Tree Lowe from Phenomenal Disabilities.